like kind of like a balloon when you let it off. <laughs> I don't know what it would sound like. <laughs> there are funny sounds from the start of the episode and your bingo card. <laughs> Hey, Maniacs. Hey, Maniacs. Long time no see. We're back and better than ever. I That's yet to be seen. We'll but see. It feels like a million years since we've done an episode. I know. It's only been a couple of weeks. Yep. We took a couple of weeks off. We had American Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and uh, a little other things that we do. And now we're back with the December holiday updates and all that crazy time of year stuff. And Olive, the puppy of the podcast, yes. has been here for a month now. Yes. yes. She's still crazy. If you want more pictures of Olive, follow my, my Instagram account. She's a bitey goblin. She's a bitey goblin, but we love her. <laughs> Hopefully she grows out of that goblin bitey thing. Yeah, I, don't know. I hope so. You may have to include some audio of her sometime. Yes. Because the sounds she makes are special. <laughs> I think they're unique to Olive. The official goblin dog of the podcast. She goes like... Hey, this is my favorite time of the year. Mine too. Well, there, no, it's there, my second favorite. There's, there's a couple of times... That, Halloween's the best. There's a couple... Yeah, that's true. Okay, this is my second favorite time of the year. Agreed. So I love that the Spotify does the thing. The wrapped? The wrapped. Shows you like your year in review. Because so many of you are so nice and have listened to our crazy voices so much. I'm worried about some of you, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I binge podcasts. I understand that. But wow, some of you have listened to so much of us that I'm kind of concerned about you. Like, are yeah. you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Will you be all right like, after all that? Like, I haven't listened to us that much and I edit the podcast. <laughs> But we really appreciate it and know that we love you as much as you love us. And we have just as much fun making it. Thank you so much. I just can't believe how many loyal fans we have and how maniacal. Maniacal. (laughs) Maniacal. (laughs) There's the word. How maniacal they are in the same ways we are. You know, I've said it since the beginning. We found a niche of people who needed something. Yep. People who love Midsummer, not just like it, but really love it, and didn't know anybody else who liked it as much as they did. <laughs> we have found you, and we're so glad that we did. <laughs> On top of it all, we have gotten some some very nice emails from people oh that have gosh. touched us. Very much. The last couple of years have been hard on so many people in so many ways, and We've received so many stories of how a silly podcast has helped people make it through some of those things. And we are so glad that we could have any part in helping anyone through anything with our funny podcast. If we if we can give you a moment of joy yeah, in, in your life, then it's worth every minute that we put into it. Worth everyone. Yeah. Uh, we got an email from a, a woman named Emma this week that just was. Oh, it made us both cry. Yep. 
Absolutely. Emma, we hope you're doing really well and that you're traveling safe and that everything's good for you. Yep. We're thinking about you. We hope you're home for the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. So Midsummer Maniacs is a comedy recap podcast dedicated to the ITV series Midsummer Murders. Each week, we dig into an episode of the show, including the murders, the mayhem, the loonies, and everything else we love. We especially love our listeners. I'm Sarah. And I'm Mark Bell. Remember, we're saying last names now. Oh, yeah. I'm Sarah Smith-Robbins, PhD. And I'm Mark Bell, mama, mama, mama. You have two MAs. I just have two MAs. I don't have a PhD. You're Mark Bell, mama. All our friends have PhDs. I don't have a PhD. Well, you know what? It's not required for this. Nope. It's not necessary. It's not needed. This is a spoiler podcast, so just be aware that if you haven't watched the episode, okay. Um, (laughs) It's season 18, episode three, Breaking breaking the Chain. chain. Get it? Bikes have chains and it like breaks. Oh, okay. You know, in this case, I could kind of understand if you haven't watched this episode. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's just not midsummery enough. And really, if you let your child ride their bike on the road, they can listen to this podcast. They'll, they'll They'll watch this episode and listen to this podcast and go, that's not midsummery. Midsummery enough, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into the midsummeriness of this episode, we do have some holiday announcements, though. We have this episode, and then next week on Monday, we'll have another regular episode. Mm-hmm. But then, the week after, the 18th of December, baby. Dun, da, da, da. The Midsummer Maniacs live holiday special special. Extravaganza. Yes. We will do the following. Okay, (laughs) we will not only do a regular episode in that time slot. Mm -hmm. So this is 2 p.m. on the 18th of December. Uh, Again, I'll send out a whole bunch of information about it. We're going to cover Saints and Sinners, which is one of uh, Lisa's episodes. Mm -hmm. Okay, season 18, episode five. But also on that day, we are going to do the official world premiere of our holiday song. Yes. Last year, we did a holiday song called Midsummer Bells, uh-huh. which is one of our most watched videos. <laughs> I don't know why you people torture yourself by oh listening to us singing. gosh. The audio. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to re-record this right now. I hate it. But we've been working on this year's song for quite a while. Yes. So so this year's song is going to be fun also. But we're not going to perform it live, right? No, no. Please tell we're me not, we're not. Okay, we're, good. We're not performing live. <laughs> Because I need mini takes. We are releasing (laughs) Releasing the video. Okay. (laughs) So, um, and that that includes our lovely voices singing about Midsummer, as well as funny videos, clips, and and stuff. Clips and stuff like that. It's only about a minute long. The first one will be on. The first one's on our YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the show uh, notes for this episode. Show notes for this episode. If you missed it. Gosh. Dun, 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 yes, dun, we dun, did. Dun. We did it to the, the the Carol of the Bells. Also, on top of that, it's the season of giving. It is. So for the entire month of December, whatever maniac merchandise you buy, we're you... taking all the money we make from that. Yes. And giving it to Meals on Wheels. Yes. It's now, one of the charities that's been really hard hit by COVID. Absolutely. And they have more need than ever. There are so many older folks who live alone who can't go to the community center or wherever else they used to go yep. to get a meal because of COVID. Yes. They're at risk. So the people who are taking more meals to their homes need all the support we can give them. Yep. And so 
Any penny we make during December is going right to them. And and we'll be giving that to the national organization, which is fantastic. It it has a personal thing. Your dad literally delivered Meals on Wheels the day he died. Yes. Didn't he? He did. Not not during well, he wasn't doing it no, when he passed no. away, but that morning but he that had But that morning been. he delivered Meals on Wheels. Yeah. So it's a pretty important charity. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So buy a fun t-shirt. Oh, and by the way, just as a side note, we've got a couple comments here and there about like, hey, I like this design, but I wish it was on this kind of shirt or something like that. If you find that, if, if you're a bigger person or a smaller person or if whatever. So, if something you wish was there, tell us. Just tell us because it's a click to put yeah. a design on a different yep. product. And we don't mind doing it. If that's what you want, that's what you get. But they make heck of Christmas gifts. I'm telling you. <laughs> Hecka? Hecka. Hecka Christmas gifts. Okay, are you ready to talk about chains? Broadcast date, 27th of January, 2016, 5.8 million views, directed by Rob Evans and written by Chris Marie. 5.8 million people went to bed that night going, where was the whimsy? Yeah. That wasn't midsummery. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's not midsummery enough. I mean, we're going to have fun with it anyway, but... If you disagree, if you think this episode has whimsy and charm that we know and love for Midsummer, let us know because we missed it. <laughs> I missed it dearly the whole time I was watching it again. This is an episode about bike bicyclists. Cyclists. <laughs> You're having word problems today. Bicyclists. It's it's about a, a bicycle race. Yes. A professional bicycle race. Yes, run by the Cycling and Road Racing Association. Mm-hmm. Cara. Carla. Okay, I'm going to say this once right off the top. They made a ton of crap for this episode. They made a bunch of Kara stuff. They made a bunch of stuff for the main team, which is DJM. Mm-hmm. And they made a bunch of stuff for Raven's Claw. I mean, Raven's Blood. I mean. No. Do you even know what it's actually called? I don't know what it's actually. <laughs> it's Ravensdale. Ravensdale. Is the it, other it might as team. well be Raven's Claw. We, we can just call it that. Yeah. Everybody will understand. Um, it's the Midsummer Cycling Grand Prix. Yes. That's yes. the event in the show. In reality, this race is the Wallingford Town Center Crits. Yes. Which is a real race. So that's why all of the roads have the barriers up and there are big crowds is because they filmed scenes amidst that race in Wallingford. Okay. Which makes sense because, wow, I mean, their production budgets are big, but they're not big enough to shut down a whole town like that over several days. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's why you see good, good sized crowds and stuff is because they were there for the race anyway. And there's a, an announcer at kind of at the beginning. It's like we're watching the race. Mm-hmm. And he mentions the young pretender. You know what that is, right? So that's Bronny Prince Charles. When the Jacobite revolution happened in 1745 and 6, mm-hmm. he was called the young pretender because he was the pretender to the throne. Uh, so that's any sort of upstart. Young upstart. Yeah, in England, who is doomed. The young pretender is pretty well. So they're talking about Greg. Yeah. Who's ta- the first victim. Yeah, but he's he is that upstart not supposed to be doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. young male. Let's talk about that for a second. And I don't want to really talk too much about the race because it's really not very interesting. But in that first scene, there's Greg, right? And then there's Mitch and Aiden, the brothers, yep. right? And they are the sons of the team owner. Yep. 
but they're all three on the same team. Yes. And Greg is in the lead and he's wearing an orange shirt jersey because he's the leader coming into that day's so do you part know of the race. Why it's orange? No. It's orange because it's not yellow. Because <laughs> the yellow jersey is what most people do in, in races, but the yellow jersey is mostly associated with the Tour de France. Ah, okay. So La Malo Jaune is mm -hmm. what it's called, the yellow jersey. That is the current leader of the race in both points and time. Gotcha. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And I was like, wait a minute, there are other colors of jerseys in that race. Because I remember watching the Tour de France. Well, the teams have their own colors. But no, there's special other jerseys too. Oh. So there's three other ones that have specific meanings. Okay. So what do you think the green jersey signifies? And this is a jersey that you wear because of some status you have in the race that day. Yep. The green jersey is the person with the best time. Well, you, I'm guessing. You need to understand that the the Tour de France is separated into two kinds of races. There's sprints or time travels and climbs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the green jersey is the fastest sprinter currently. Okay. So he's the person that you're watching in sprints. Okay. Okay. What about the white and red polka dot jersey? Last place? Nope. It's the king of the mountain jersey. Oh, that's the best climber. Yeah, awarded to the... White no, with red polka dots? Awarded to the first rider to reach the crest of certain designated hills or mountains. Wow. In the climbs. So, yeah. And then there's a, just a white jersey, which is for the fastest overall rider under 25. So oh. the, the kind of rookie jersey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They should have one for the person who's in the back. <laughs> Because then you know, oh, that's the end. That <laughs> guy's true. last, right? I mean, there's how many riders in the Tour de France? I mean, there's hundreds, hundreds, right? Yeah. So they can be so spread out over those really long runs that they do. Yeah. I would think you would want a jersey on the guy who's in last place. <laughs> like purple striped jersey or something like oh okay that's the end that's the now guy. we can okay. cross now the road. we can cross the road and pick up the pylon <laughs> drive and stuff like that. go about our lives yes <laughs> so what i'm what i wanted to to ask about in this race is that, so greg is in the orange jersey and he's in front and mitch who's also on his team is in second and they call greg the great pretender because he's taken the lead and he's not supposed to Yes. He's supposed to be right in front of Mitch so that Mitch yep. can draft yep. to make it easier for Mitch to ride for a little bit so that he can then sprint ahead, put his pedal down yep. and sprint ahead and win. Yeah. Why would anyone, even for the same team, agree to be in front and not win? <laughs> so I mean, if Mitch has the juice left to overtake him and win, great. But if he doesn't, why wouldn't the guy in front just win? So this is this also happens in especially in F one racing, right? Okay, where you'll you'll have a car draft, right? On, I understand another, that. Yeah, on another car, and the those are the best fights to me in in F one when you have two guys on the same team who are like, screw you, I'm going to win this yeah. time. Like I'll be kind to you for a little bit, and you can ride behind me and the benefit idea from is, it. But is the the idea is that there are positions and hierarchies and teams and you are deferential to those no sorry yeah. 
I know. I'm not going to do it. I know. You know, if if Mitch doesn't have the juice to overtake him and win, having had that advantage, then he doesn't win. Yeah. To expect Greg to slow down and let Mitch win? No. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not a team player, I guess. It's not a team sport. Yeah. You are a team. I understand that. But that's just economy of scale. It's not a relay race. One person wins. But... See, it's a very European thing that... Uh, well, I'm not European. That it's like that. Guess I don't understand it. No. So there, we have these two couples. Yes. So Aiden, who's the older brother, is in a relationship with Amber, who's like the team mechanic. Poor Amber. And then Mitch, the younger brother... Poor Mitch. ...is in a relationship <laughs> with Kim, who's the team physiotherapist. She's also the team killer. She is the team killer. Yes. She kills more members of the team than anybody else. Yes. <laughs> Kim, the killer, spoiler, is played by Olivia Vinal. Did you recognize her from anything? No. So she stars in Queens of Mystery now? Oh, that's right. That's right. She's in she's Queens. super good. Yeah, and there's a new um, season of Queens of Mystery coming out in on Acorn in January. That's such a fun show. Yeah, not to plug Acorn. Acorn's great, but yep. it's just a good show. Yep. But she made her screen debut in such an original thing. Okay, <laughs> and this is not a bad movie. No. Okay. Well. Yes, but it's not a horrible movie, but Mark's seen it. I've okay. got one of those for okay. the end of the episode. Okay, for the end. Um, she made her big screen debut in uh, Guder Damerung. So Guder Damerung is the is part of the ring cycle, isn't it? No. What is what is Guder? It is the loudest silent movie ever made. <laughs> that's what it's that's the subtitle. Okay. It stars Henry Rollins. Okay. Grace Jones. Okay. Lemmy from Motorhead. Okay. Slash from Guns N' Roses. All, all great people. And so. Iggy Pop. Oh, all those are fantastic people. Mm-hmm. What, what, why is it the loudest? It's called the loudest silent movie ever made. <laughs> Man. It's Olivia Vinal as the last innocent person on earth. Okay. Because none of those other people are innocent. And all I of these- freely admit that. All of these rock and rollers as like demons and angels fighting over her soul. Oh. And it's black and white. I can't believe you've never seen it. No. I think Henry Rollins wrote it. How can I have not seen this What movie? band was he in? Black Flag. Black Flag, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's wackadoodle, okay? That's some wackadoodle, It right? is super crazy. You could have had two bad movies that Mark hasn't seen. Grace Jones has no eyebrows. She never does. She's this tall, shiny black woman, <laughs> and she is so scary. Yep. <laughs> If you don't know Grace Jones, look at a picture of her. Well, she was, be in, like, she was in James Bond movies. She movie, was in yeah. James Bond movies, and she was part of the 70s New York set. And all, so all of those giant intimidating personalities, and then yep. little Olivia Vinal and her blonde braids yeah. going, I'm innocent. Please I, don't kill me. I guess. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> but there is another race happening. Yes, the Midsummer Grand Prix Fun Ride. Yeah, it's the run. It's the ride for the locals and the kids. Did and you notice the sign there? That's another thing they made. They made that sign. Yeah, it's got some weird art on it. It has a weird style. Yeah, it's not friendly. So it's kind of scary. Cam and Charlie are all competitive here, but I'm like looking in the background. Did Can I just say that their competitiveness gets on my nerves? Yep. 
that it's a fun ride and they're in the front and she's practically like revving her engine of her bike. Vroom, 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 vroom. So did you see the person who's between them behind them? No. Oh, she's a woman who has, she has jeans on. Okay. <laughs> like this is Because cool. it's a fun ride. It's clearly a fun ride for her. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Like a lot of people have just like jeans and shorts on because they're just going for a fun bike ride. They're not like trying to compete. Yes. In a stupid thing. And the Barnabies are going to watch this fun ride. Mm -hmm. And they totally dismiss or don't even talk about the most fun thing, I think, of the entire episode. Which is? The Penny Farthing guy. Yes. Because <laughs> it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride. So he's doing Penny Farthing. And we've there's a, a previous episode of Midsummer that focuses on bikes where we talked a ton about bikes. So if you want to... Well, no, I looked into more about it. You can go back to that episode. Can I buy a penny farthing? Would you want to? No. Please say no. No. Okay, good. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no. I'm not helping you get on it. I love you, but I'm not helping you get on it. <laughs> but the answer is sort of. You can? Sort Do they of. still make them? So there's a couple of companies that make them. Yeah. Right. I figured there would be. Um, there's got to be crazy you, hipsters out there who you, want a penny farthing. You can buy, like, uh, there's this one on unicycles.com. Yeah. I was just make, about to say, a unicycle company could make it. They make their own penny farthing. So this has actual brakes and it's it's modernly built. You mean you don't stop by just letting it crash and now, fall off of it? <laughs> guess how much that bad boy is? $500. It is 81, 30 inches is the, let's see how tall it is. I thought you were asking me the price. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to look at how big it is. The wheel size is 48 inches. Woo. So it's big. Yeah. Yeah. It is $2,600. Wow. To buy a penny farthing. Wow. There's a problem though. Okay. Much like everything else in the world. Due to part shortages, pennies are not in stock until 2023. That's way out. So I was like, well, maybe I could find one on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> what if you want an original and not a new one? There's no originals on eBay. Okay. Because I think they would be way too expensive. And I would guess that most of them got scrapped at some point some, when, I don't know, there were wars going on and they needed the metal and they were... Something. An original... 19th century penny farthing, I'm sure, is in the tens of thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, in a museum or yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, but you can buy one for 1800 bucks on uh, the eBay. A life-size one? Yes. Not a model one. Nope, that you can ride. Why is it so much cheaper? Because uh, somebody else bought it and went, wow, this was stupid. Yeah, well. and <laughs> they're going to sell it. And they're replicas. Yeah, of course. Right, so, Well, the new one that you told me was over two grand was a replica, too. No, no, it's... It's not a replica. It's a modern penny farthing shaped bike. Oh, okay. Okay. Versus like it has modern tires on it. The ones on eBay are like just as crappy as the original. Yes. Okay. Those, okay. Those bikes were not good. Just as dangerous and painful to ride <laughs> and impractical. I don't understand who on earth would go, let's put a big wheel in front and a little wheel in back. I would rather ride a unicycle. Like, because at least you can put your feet down. Someone, you can a, touch the ground. A lick of common sense came in and said, "Why don't we make this the wheels the same size?" Suddenly, bikes take off. Or wouldn't it be a good idea if your feet could touch? What? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to slide down the back of it so it didn't crash. <laughs> Oh, is that why that back bar is curved so you can slide down it like a fire pole to reach the ground? 
You don't need three friends to get you on it just so you can ride to work. Barnaby's first line in this episode, do you know what it is? No. 26 o'clock. Ah, because they're blowing uh, dandelions. Yes. Do you know why he says 26 Mm -mm. o'clock? Because it's a counting song for kids called Dandelion Clocks. And like you go one, one o'clock, two o'clock, and you blow as many times as it takes to get rid of all the things. So it's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. But you can't count and blow at the same time. No, no. But you (laughs) blow and then you count. And you count one o'clock, two o'clock. It's like, uh, it's similar to, he loves me, he loves me now. Right, right. So So we've got Team DJM, who are the McCardles. Yes. McCordles. Yes. And then we've got Ravenclaw. Yes. And then we've got the two people who are, well, responsible for organizing or sponsoring the event or whatever, right? Yes, Joanne Stockerton. Joanna Stockerton. And Damien Lamarette. (laughs) I am a French person. But he's not. No, I know I'm not a French person. But he wears a three-piece suit and has long hair. But I'm a French person. (laughs) Should be the GM of the Montreal Canadiens is what he should be. And she is wealthy because she created an app in university and sold it. Yeah, about that app. Her app let kids make their own websites. Yeah, I'm. I have a note later on that says she created Wix. Yeah, but no, because no. it was free. She created MySpace for kids on an app. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna let it go. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna do because on my separate podcast, techno- technology things wrong with Midsummer. I will go in depth to how wrong that possibly is. <laughs> so we've got those two in their ultra modern house and their expensive clothes and cars. Okay. We have mentioned before in previous episodes, people with regular jobs living in million dollar cottages. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care how much money she made from this app. That is a 10 to $50 million house. Oh yeah. Like, that's insane where they live. Like if she sold the app and invested all the money into the house, I could understand it. But if she's supposedly not employed because she can live off what she made from the app forever. Then why are they even running the race? Why is she? Uh, there's problems. Never mind. Then there are the townies. N- and never mind the fact for the first half of the episode, I was like, Damien's doing really well owning the like, it's not even mentioned that he she's... He says, we live together. So yeah, you don't know whose house it, it is. It's not mentioned that she's stupid rich till later on. Yeah. And, and the assumption is he is too. Well, and the thing is, she wears the same outfit for the first half of the episode. <laughs> so I'm wondering about her clothes budget. Joanna Stockerton is played by Rebecca Grant. You gotta look her up yep. on YouTube. Yes. She's in a band. It's Rebecca Grant and the Jive Aces. She's an awesome singer. She is awesome. And they do big band music. She's great. Yeah, she's a great singer and they're fun to listen to. They really are. Yeah. She's so beautiful. She looks like Betty Boop almost. Yeah, I I like her. I don't like her character. No. (laughs) Then we've got the townies, right? We've got... Sorry. You're not going to let me get to them, are you? Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I like her character up to the point where she goes insane. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there is the snapping point where she's like, but Mitch, you promised me in third grade we'd get married. He's like, what? I made the app just for you. I did all this for you because in second grade you promised. What? Mitch could easily walk through this entire episode going WTF to everyone he talks to. Everybody. Everybody. Now can I talk about townies? Yes, townies. Jerry Bleacher. 
Yes, he's a carver who takes advantage of the people in the village to sell his carvings, but hates everything about the race. Mm -hmm. Because it disrupts the wildlife. Yes. I'm not exactly sure how disruptive a single day event like that could be, but... They do ride through the countryside as well as in town. They do. I was kind of confused by the variety of things he carves. Yeah. Like he does realistic duck models and then he does these kind of abstract toys. Yeah. He kind of, there's two sides. There's the, this is a bird that I've worked very hard on. Every feather is meticulous. And this is a ducky toy with wheels. It's a blob with a bill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He has a variety of skills and styles. And, and then there is Jez and Mary. Yes, Mary Appleton and Jez Oliver. She owns the pub, The Six Bells, and is also the counselor, council lady of the village. And he's the chef of the pub. And she has a dark secret. She ate red herring for dinner. Oh, God. No, she is actually responsible for somebody's death. She is, but it's so dark, the B-plot here, that I'm like... Where is the whimsy? Yeah. That's what I kept asking. I spent years concocting a way to get back at you. Pretending to be your friend and maybe even your boyfriend? Oh, I think they're married. Working for you? Yep. Being your partner? It was Also all someday. So I could finally get you. Aha! Jacuse! <laughs> get you on tape. I know what you did. That poor courier who brings the styrofoam box to the pub. Uh, okay. He's like, hello, I just need a signature. Bye. Okay. <laughs> In any other Midsummer Maniacs episode, a dead animal part, a bloody animal part in a styrofoam box with a written message would be fantastic. It would be a head is what it would be. Yeah. Not even, not just a heart. And this, Hearts we just nailed to the wall. Yes, we put heads in boxes. This is just like, oh, well, I'll throw it in the trash. But the ginger guy with the ponytail who delivers it is just yes. like, something for you, Mary. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Who gave him that? <laughs> How was it addressed? There are so many things wrong with that in particular. But since Hi, we, Jez. Haven't seen you for five minutes. Since you gave me this box outside and told me to bring it in and deliver it. Like when he went to the the postal office or the the courier service and gave them the package for delivery, did they not say, "But Jez, you work there. Why are you mailing this to the place where you work?" <laughs> oh, never mind. And okay. I'm like, "Oh, there's more than one Costin ale on the beer taps. There's also Costin special ale." You're such a nerd. I am such a nerd. So we find out that Greg uh, who, who's dead, by the way. Yes. <laughs> he died amidst all of this. Who was like, okay, Greg was a womanizer mm-hmm. and he wanted to win more races. He's a blackmailer. He is a blackmailer. I don't know if he was a womanizer. They, they said she that he was. and what? Said he was a skirt chaser, yeah. but his girlfriend was cheating on him. Yeah. No, no, she was cheating with him. With Never him. mind. Yeah. I take it back. I guess he was. You know. Th- well, th- it was just a heat of the moment thing. You were climbing on to him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Kim. No, it wasn't Kim. No, it, it was, was uh, Amber. Amber. The mechanic. Amber the mechanic. So, who wears the same outfit well, the entire episode. She has a uniform. Yep. And the race is always imminent. So, yes. you know, she's Im- imminent, imminent. <laughs> imminent. And so she's got to wear the outfit. 
So when when Greg dies, he's riding his bike on rollers. Yes. To cool down. And we see wrench cam. Wrench cam happens. Yes. So I was like, what? Like, I understand the rollers because you need to ride and kind of slow down and get the lactic acid out of your life. You don't want to be like just tooling around the village for for an hour or so to cool off. I get it. But apparently that's really hard to do. Oh, really? I don't know if anybody listening has ever tried to ride a bike on rollers, but apparently it's challenging. Oh. So I went looking for information and found a... Can you ride a penny farthing on rollers? Uh, probably not. I okay. think the wheels would be too far apart. Okay. You'd have to make a custom roller. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. I found a gold mine in some bike forums where this episode is mentioned. Oh, my. So these are the actual purveyors of the hobby. These are actual is... people who are cyclists. Yes. They may not be professional cyclists, but they are serious cyclists. They are serious cyclists. Okay. So some poor soul thought, hey, there's a midsummer about cycling. I know. I'll post about it in the cycling forum and let all my friends know that they might want to watch it. Now, there's a, there's a bunch of different episodes from a bunch of different shows that have cycling in them. Mm-hmm. But... But this is particular to the midsummer. Yes. Okay. They have some opinions. Okay. What about the, it? What are their opinions? Well, <laughs> and I quote: "Is this a dramatic reading?" Yes. Okay. And I, I'm I'm sorry to whoever posted this. I don't know what you sound like. I'm I'm implying tone from your text that okay. may not be accurate, but I think it is. So this is a dramatic reading of cycling forms concerning the material in this episode. Yes. Yes. Whoever wrote this has never ridden a bike. Most of the bikes had old style cabling. The jerseys were nylon, not lycra. Definitely no cycling muscle tone with the actors. They don't even have accurate tan lines. So were the Reading CC posers showing that they could just ride rollers without falling off in the background? Referring to the two guys under the tree. Yeah. Riding their bikes on rollers from the Ravenclaw team, supposedly cooling off. They were from the Reading CC by, okay. by Cycling Club. They, these people have no love for anybody in the area who answered the call to be an extra in this episode. Oh. I am appalled by the episode and have written to the program makers to complain about the way they portrayed cycling as a sport. My God. Hard. Core. Hardcore. This is a list of the complaints. Okay. The portrayal included competitors taking performance-enhancing drugs. Yes. Bullying and selfish behavior. Wait, by now, wait a minute. Uh, Mitch. The, the world of cycling, to say the least, from the 2000s to, I'd say, like, 2015. Lance, you can't really say that's unrealistic. <laughs> with performance-enhancing As are most sports. Yes. Right. Okay. Except for hockey. bullying and selfish behavior by team managers and riders riders deliberately disobeying team orders greg incompetent organizers and some very nasty aggressive women getting involved in cycling politics aggressive women yeah oh wow (laughs) vendettas between riders i'm sure that never happens never the spiking of drinks by competitors and generally gave totally the wrong impression about cycling It's really outrageous because this sort of thing does not go on in time trialing. I know the program was about pro road racing and not amateur time trialing, but the public don't know the difference. How dare you midsummer? (laughs) Wow. This... This guy dislikes everybody. Guy, girl, I don't know. Especially those women. They're ticked. Yes. Super ticked. 
Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are other people going, oh, um, my friend and I went and we got to be in the background. And if you look at this timestamp, you can see us. It was a lot of fun. And then it's like, I wrote the program director and told him how awful it was. <laughs> We're we're, wow. get, we're getting a couple of those on YouTube now. Uh, the last mini episode we did with the Gilbert and Sullivan group, uh-huh. one of the people who's in the choir commented on the YouTube channel. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think it's super fun when people yeah. get to be extras and stuff like yeah. this. Because I know it's slow and boring. I know that's tedious to do. It's fun, I imagine. I, I wish I, we could do it, but we don't live on the right continent to do it. Never know. We might just go there someday. So he was hit with a wrench. Yes. Well, okay. No. It was put in the spokes, put in the that, spokes. which made him fly off the bike. <laughs> okay. Not happening. Like, into a locker, <laughs> down on the ground. Actually. Adam, Adam Savage shows up out of nowhere and goes, physics. Nope. <laughs> you just fall over. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you don't actually have momentum because well, you're still. As we will learn, Kim is secretly She-Hulk. Yes, this is true. But his cause of death is... Clostridium botulinum injection in his armpit. Yes, right up the armpit. Yes. Do you know what that is? No. It's Botox. Oh, it's Botox. So when you get Botox injections in your face, it's very, very small. Yeah. A very, very tiny, tiny amount. amount. Because botulinum bacteria create botulinum toxin, which is the most poisonous thing produced by nature that we know of. We are the most to, poisonous biological substance we've found so far. We are to believe that Kim throws the wrench into the wheel. Mm-hmm. He goes flying. Mm-hmm. She tackles him? Well, he hits his head on the locker and yes. is, I guess, unconscious. And then... Quick, she, give me your armpit! She has the botulinum toxin. Mm-hmm. Where does she get this? Okay, so I wondered that. So I looked into whether or not physiotherapists ever use... Botox, because I thought, well, if it's a neurotoxin and it makes muscles relax, maybe they might have a reason. Maybe. To use it. Maybe. No. 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 Now, Can't just go down to the chemist and get this? There are other applications for Botox besides cosmetic uses in your face that some other kinds of physicians may have access to it for, but no one below a a doctor would ever have access to it. And even then it's controlled. Okay. You cannot pick it up at the CVS and inject it into your friends. It's hard enough to get syringes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There are a number of problems with Kim the Killer, but... He's got botulism armpit. Botulism armpit. We need to task all of the cyclists for botulism armpit. <laughs> Why don't they just look at all their armpits? Because you can also ingest it. The thing about botulism or botulinum bacteria is it's it, it can survive in anaerobic spaces. It doesn't need oxygen to survive. Yeah. So it can be injected into your body and live. Yeah. You can eat it and it lives. Like your stomach acid doesn't kill it. Oh. So not only is but it... But how inc- quickly would it kill him? Like, would she have to pump like 100 cc's into him? Injected into his armpit, I would say, you know, the average size syringe, like an insulin syringe yeah. would have been enough but if it, it was full. Wouldn't it leave like discoloration or something? Uh, no, not that quickly. Okay. And if it, the needle's tiny, and the needles are tiny, it doesn't take a big needle to inject it. Okay. It's very fine. Okay. The next note I have in my notes is the following. Jesus, running a bike race must make you so stinking rich, but why do they only have one outfit each? 
<laughs> with Joanna and Damien's house. Yes. Their house is minimal. We are internet startup people. Yep. Okay. That house has nothing on the McArdle's house. Okay. That okay. house is wackadoodle okay. to the max. Okay. Let's do the first wackadoodle house that we've mentioned. Okay. It's Joanna beautiful. and Damien's house yeah. isn't wackadoodle. It's well, poorly decorated. It's, po- it's decorated wackadoodle. Yes. There are pictures of physically abused women on the on the walls. I don't know if that's what it is. It sure looks like it. The big head in the bathroom? Yeah. I think it looks like her chin's bloody because she bit somebody. That could be it too. That's a big painting. It's right? it's a the, head. And then it's a face. There are some weird pillows too. Yeah, they're like cartoon comic book yeah. looking, but they're like men screaming. In this giant living room. I'd so roller skate in that house. <laughs> you could ride a penny farthing in that house. to ceiling windows. <laughs> and then you saw off in the distance the best part of their house. The horse! Well, it's right on like a pond. Yeah. And the pond has statuary around it. Yes, including. A life-size horse. Because that's what you need. Do you remember the guy who had the house with the full-size centaur? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what the point we are with this episode. Remember those other things that were funny? In, in other episodes that were funny? It's absolutely, we are young, extremely wealthy, and only use our home as a showcase for our wealth and not for our personality. Yeah. And everything that we own is an investment that we've made, not our taste necessarily. Except that nearly life-size picture of Mitch that's right inside the front door. (laughs) And on her computer, like, is Henri or whatever his name, Damien. Is he like completely oblivious to the fact that she still lives loves Mitch? She could just say, "Well, I'm heavily invested in the team." I, she but- pays for the team, <laughs> and that's her excuse. <laughs> okay, okay, let's 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 reverse this. Mm-hmm. If we had in our house a giant picture of a woman that wasn't you, uh-huh. just a friend of mine, yeah, who I also pay for her education <laughs> no say. no and i'm like no <laughs> like i really like greg davis i think he's awesome and very smart and clever and hilarious i don't financially support him he does that fi- he's fine on he's, his own he's on his by he's the got, way you should watch the cleaner if you haven't oh watched my gosh, yes <laughs> but he's got his shows and stuff he's doing okay he doesn't need my money anymore right nope. If I had just a poster of him, you would think it was weird if it was in our house. I'd think it weird if you had a picture of him on your background on your computer. <laughs> Never mind right inside our front door. Like, uh, welcome to my home. Kiss Greg. Kiss Greg. Is this a Taskmaster house? Is this a task? <laughs> no, just kiss him. Okay. He's awesome. Just kiss him. Oh, boy. Ours is not to reason why. Can we talk about the McCordell's house yes. now? Yes. Okay. The McCordell's house. Because it is insane. Let's go home to our castle. But it's not. Right? But, if it was supposed to be like some ancestral home. Okay. Yeah. It has a tower. Yes. Like a castle. Yeah, right a in turret. the middle. Yep. It's as if the tower is the only remaining part of like a fort or a castle or something. Yep. And then the rest of the house is wrapped around it. Yes. And there's a indoor pool. Yes. Which is incredibly rare in England. It's nice. Yeah. But the whole thing is decorated by Aunt Edna. Yes. And (laughs) 
Uncle Beauregard, who brought a water buffalo head home from India. Okay, which is worse, Mitch's picture right inside the front door or the water buffalo head right inside the front door? Oh, and it goes up the turret with those stairs that have no sides to the stairs. Oh, they're fall to your death if, stairs. If you fell to your death and hit the... You'd the water impale buffalo? yourself on the buffalo. That would have been a better death in this episode. <laughs> and that would have been funny. <laughs> so we need somebody found dead over the, the big horse statue. Yeah. And somebody else impaled on the water buffalo. No, head. instead I get smashed my head into a lacquer. You get botulism armpit. Botulism armpit. It's <laughs> the name of my fifth grade band. There's... A great scene between Mitch and Aiden when they're standing in line to get their blood tests. Aiden says to Mitch, are you okay? And Mitch says, I'm fine. And Aiden says, tell it to your face. <laughs> like, that's such a brother thing to say. Like, your face doesn't say you're fine. Maybe you should let it know. But again, it would be absolutely <laughs> fine for Mitch to go, WTF, dude. Shut up, jerk. <laughs> I just like, tell it to your face. <laughs> or no, he says, try telling your face that. <laughs> yeah. So so there is reference to a, a crime here at the cop shop that I had not heard about. Okay. It's called a fray. Yes. I'm afraid of a fray. You're causing a fray. So do you know what a fray is? So this is not a space fray. No, no. This is a fray as in one word. A-F-F-R-A-Y. And doesn't it mean like discord? Like you caused panic or like crowded troublesomeness? It is fighting together of two or more persons in public, in a public place, to the terror of persons lawfully there. So you got into a brawl and other people were scared. Lawful presence in the public place of a person placed in fear is a required element and proof of a fray. And it's two or more people fighting. Yes. So it's a gang fight. Yep. Or you and your buddies fighting somebody else and their buddies. It's clearly. And it makes other people scared. It's clearly. We can't charge all these people with assault Mm -hmm. because there's too many of them in the middle of this. It's a bar fight. Yeah. 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 But if you started And it, somebody has to say, I was scared. Well, you would be. Well, yeah. <laughs> so then Damien gets attacked in his yes. office. Man, his hand, his head gets slammed against a filing cabinet. Woo! Ouch. Yeah. And all the blood vials get smashed. And Did somebody you notice rifles. the moon in those scenes? It's bright. Yeah. It's painted on. Okay. That's a lot of blood. There's a ton of blood everywhere. And glass. Yeah. What a mess. In his perfect white room. (laughs) Waymo. But he doesn't die. He just gets knocked unconscious and goes to the hospital. And it's part of all these sort of trailers that have no sort of security, but are part of all the racing things Mm. and have electronic strums in them. Yeah. The DJL or DLJ. DGM. DGM. Are you sure? That's what I thought it was. DJM. Yeah. The DJM trailer, like their sponsor hangout space where they've got their green couches and stuff and their big TV also has an electronic drum kit on the table. Because that's what you need to do. Yep. But you know, these are similar to the trailers that they have for like the owners and teams and like F1 racing and stuff like that. So it doesn't surprise me that they have it. They're places to wine and dine people who are investors or potential investors in a team. So I get it. And get smashed your head in. But there's also 
the radio station's trailer. Oh, there's a radio station? Yes. Is it Midsummer on the air? No. What is it? It's H-A-M-M. Oh, so they got like a little piggy. Is there some... No. Oh. It's a pink bunny. Oh. I got a picture of it. Oh. It's the weirdest radio station ever. <laughs> I can only think that maybe it's real, because why else would they go to the trouble? If it's a real radio station, please tell us. I couldn't find it, yeah. but it may not exist anymore. Yeah. Radio stations are not doing real well right no. now, so... no. The fact that in the last six years they might have gone out out of business doesn't really surprise me. So he's not dead. No. Damien's not dead. He's just knocked unconscious. Okay, so his head goes off that filing cabinet, filing cabinet like a gourd. Yeah. Right? He's in the hospital. He's got a... a doozy of a bruise a, on a his doozy face. doozy of a bruise on his face. He clearly... They need to follow concussion protocol. Yeah. He was knocked out. They keep him in for overnight, at yeah. least. Yeah. We'll get to when he gets released and what happens. <laughs> but when he wakes up, he's like, Joanna, go burn all the files. Yes. Go. Why does he have to burn all the files? Because he doesn't want anybody to know that he's been taking money from Dez. But then he says to the cops, oh, well, it's for this, this, and this, and everybody does it. Because so. that's what you do when you get caught. You just play it off like it's no big deal, but you don't want to get caught in the first place. Don't you watch the news? This is what everybody does. I guess. Well, the paint on the wrench that killed Greg... Is, is from this, Raven's Claw. It's Ravenclaw paint. So it's Draco Malfoy. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's snake paint. It, poor Reese Dexter. Other than the fact that he broke in and caused the problems. Okay. Which is bad. He's he's the head of Ravenclaw. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, he's actually kind of nice and helpful in this episode. He's just like, hey, they're our biggest competitor and they can be kind of jerks. Yep. And if you want to look at our stuff, yeah, you need a warrant. Sorry. Yeah. That's what your lawyer would tell you anyway. All completely valid things to say. And he's American. Well, he bangs that cheese eater's head into that file <laughs> cabinet. So He's he's played by uh, Harry Dillon, who actually is American. Yes. It's not a fake it's American. It's not. I'm did an American. Know, did you know our favorite American, non-American who played... The older brother in Happy Days just recently passed away. I didn't know he was an American, not American. Yeah, he's he's Richie Irish. Cunningham's mysterious older brother yes. who appears and then is denied. He's, he's in Black Book. He plays the the guy who is trying to buy the painting in Black Book. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he he, he also appeared in a very very strange Jonathan Creek. <laughs> As a bodyguard. Oh, that's that's right. The one yep. with the garage. The one with the garage. Wow. Are you going to edit all that out? No, no. No, no. no, no okay. No. That that guy passed away recently, <laughs> and I, I just wanted to be... I forgot he was Richie Cunningham's older brother, yeah. because he looks so much like... Um, Colonel Sanders? No. Gary Busey. Yeah, he kind of has a Gary Busey thing going. Yeah, but he's like a ginger Gary Busey. We should maybe look up his name. <laughs> We haven't been drinking, I swear. <laughs> How often do I have to say that? Uh, Aiden says Mitch has a secret. Yeah. I know your secret. I know your... He knows... Try telling that to your face. He knows you've been doping. <laughs> no. He knows your girlfriend is married to somebody else. Oh, no. That's something we're not supposed to find out until the last five minutes of the episode. Sorry. <laughs> His name is Gavin O'Hurley. 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 Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, boy. Okay. So then Aiden gets killed. Yes. Boy, does he get killed. Oh. 
The bike forums think that that chain wrench is a stupid weapon and go on to list all the other handy things that would have been much better to hit somebody with. <laughs> there was quite the list of stuff that was like, ah, it would be better apparently to take your bike seat off of your bike and whack somebody with it. My only note for the whole killing is, what the hell was that that she had in her hand? It's a chain wrench. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, because chains on competitive bikes are very tight. Yeah. And so you need that to kind of like pry it. It's it's something that Amber would use. Yes. Not Kim. Well. But then she crucifies him on some bikes. Okay. How does she get him up there? She's she tiny. Is, she is She-Hulk Kim. No, no. She... Like, there's two bikes on a rack, and she hoists him up and then ties him up with inner tubes. Yeah, and never gets anything on her white shirt. No, no, or messes up her perfect bangs. No, no, her fringe is top-notch the whole time. It is. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is the point of the episode where I'm not really watching the episode. I'm trying to figure out what DJM stands for. (laughs) It stands for... Des, Des James McCardle James or whatever. McCardle or something. But I'm like. But the way that Aiden actually dies is vicious. Oh, yeah. Botulism is friendly. Yes. Compared to how she kills him. So what we are led to believe is that she inserts a tube and. A nozzle. A nozzle. From a high pressure air gun. And covers his nose. Because. No. She'd have to do that, too. She'd have to put it down his throat. Yep. And inflates his lungs. Until they explode. Until they explode. Can you... Okay. I understand he's unconscious. That would make you scream. Well... And cover her white shirt with blood. I can only assume that he would (laughs) spit out blood or something i'm sorry i'm struggling with inappropriate laughter because you said that would make you scream and i'm thinking what would it sound like when the air suddenly escaped from his body even though he's dead it would be like like kind of like a balloon when you let it off i don't know what it would sound like There are funny sounds from the start of the episode and your bingo card. Because, okay, so I looked into this because I always voluntarily. (laughs) Yeah. Really, she probably had. If she pursed his lips, (laughs) would it be? Please! (laughs) You're so wrong. I was thinking it'd be more like a kazoo. (laughs) Wee, 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 wee. When you stretch a balloon as the air comes out. But that's why she had to tie him up to the bike rack so he didn't fly all over the room. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been whimsy. (laughs) That would have been charm. That would have been far more midsummery if we'd seen in a silhouette outside the tent him flying around, (laughs) bouncing off of the sides of the tent. (laughs) On a serious note, it's very similar to when you die of the bends from decompression sickness. I would assume so. It's very similar. Like, that can happen. By the way, watch the new Shetlands also. Oh, speaking of decompression. But really, I mean, Aiden should have flown all around the place. (laughs) 
But you're right. He would have expelled blood splatter. Oh. Like, <laughs> but who knows how many little white shirts she has. Maybe, you know. Maybe. Maybe she just changed. Yep. <laughs> maybe she had Lycra on instead of spandex. Oh. How on earth could you do that? That is such a bad way to kill somebody. Oh, my God. It's horrible. And, okay, I hate to harp on this point, but with problematic deaths like this and the murder is problematic, we never get a... A A reenactment? A reenactment. No, we never get a flashback of her doing it. Because they they would have shown him flying all over the place and making a weird snap. Shit, get him, get him, get him! Excuse me, sir. You were a bystander when Aiden was killed. Did you see or hear anything unusual? He's like, yeah, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know what it was. (laughs) Remember to breathe, honey. (laughs) We didn't know if we would be funny. (laughs) Oh, at least we think it's funny. (laughs) Ooh, gotta breathe. Poor Aiden. Oh. That commemorative clap. <laughs> that commemorative plaque is crap. That's what I was trying and to say. It's written murder on it by <laughs> Jez. And would they not have checked that before they put the tarp on it? No, it was a velvet cloth. Oh. And they put it on far in advance, Mark. And he snuck underneath it and painted that Years on it. Years in advance. It looks like a rock with a sticker it's on it. It's a rock with a sticker on it. <laughs> Oh, but Mary is so honored and guilty the whole time. Oh, oh goodness. So let's talk about Jez's wife, Judith, the B-plot of seriousness. Oh. So at the first race that was ever held in Midsummer, the first Midsummer Pre, ago. Mary was organizing it. Yep. They'd never done it before. They had various routes planned to allow traffic to pass and around the race. Okay, wait a minute. You've already spent more time on a B-plot that should happen. I know. Then the whole episode. Judith made a mistake. Uh, no, Mary made a mistake telling Judith the wrong road to open. And as a result, I guess a lorry just plowed right over her. And was okay. it going at high speed? And then she opened the road. She moved a pylon and it just it just drove over and her. I realized that Mary probably covered this up, which is not good. But she just made a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's all. She's Maybe. negligent. Okay. Maybe the person driving the truck that hit Judith and other people yeah. is a bit more responsible. You think? Because just because the road was open doesn't mean you can go flying down it. Yeah. Oh. And Jez recording her confession is not entrapment. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not. The amount of relationships ruined by this episode. This bike race is cursed. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask Aiden. I waited years. Do you think he slept with her? Yeah, but I don't think he suspected what actually happened until more recently. Okay. I don't think he spent all that time just waiting for the opportunity to get her to confess. I have the previous bike inquest found a bucket of red herrings. Yes. So Reese admits to attacking Damien, but he got proof when he did it that Damien was taking payments from Des. So he was taking backhanders. Des in his crazy house... He's a bad dad and and he's a bad businessman. It only took the death of two of his sons, one of his sons, to make him realize. To make him realize that maybe I've been driving these kids too hard. Yeah, I drove my wife to the grave. Maybe that she's the J. <clears throat> then Joanna loses her mind. Hey, honey, I'm back from the hospital. Get out. 
No, I'm talking about the scene with Mitch. Yeah, she loses it with Mitch. I love you, and I've always loved you, and you love me, <laughs> and you know that. And I've been waiting since third on. grade since we were going to be together. And he's like, what? <laughs> Again, Mitch could have easily replaced all his lines with, what? What? <laughs> I'm not in love with you. I'm in love, in love with another psycho lady. Back off. I like the other psycho. The killer is my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> Poor Mitch. This know, is the day. I know he's taking like, drugs. He's taking enhancement drugs, but that could be something really minor that he's yeah. doing. And his dad is pushing him to win all the time. I can understand him giving into that pressure. Otherwise, he's done nothing wrong and everybody around him is bad. Yeah. Bad. I was in the hospital, but now I'm moving out. Well, you would too, wouldn't you? Yeah. She starts to show her crazy and he's like, whoa, I'm out of here in my expensive sweater. And meanwhile, Des gets a little into a scuffle as well. What is the gas that she lets loose in I that? have in all capital letters. What gas does she put in there? At first, I thought it was the air that she yeah. used to kill Aiden. I'm like, <laughs> honey, that's not going to work. That wouldn't do it. And then they have to show that it's from a propane tank Yeah, it's outside. like propane. Yeah. So you assume that they use it for like hot water? Okay, let's just go over her skills. Okay. <laughs> First of all, Kim, the ultimate killer. Wrench to the tire creates flying out of, what's his name? Greg? Is his yes. Name? Greg. And the hypodermic needlework. With Botox. Yes. Okay. That's the first killing. Mm -hmm. The second killing, she managed to stuff the She tube, hits him with the, the chain wrench. The balloon the balloon And kill. then turns him into a balloon. Yep. Now she also knows about which gas goes where and how it could hurt some people and mostly about that attempted murder that bothers me is why there are no policemen no firemen there what concerns me is that in trying to just gas does she could have killed everybody there she could have that killed could have easily exploded hundreds of people when nelson prized the door open it could yep. have easily exploded if he'd made a spark yeah metal on metal absolutely but she's crazy. She is loony. Dad, I'm sorry my loony girlfriend tried to kill you. When they reveal that Kim was married, I'm like, what? Yeah. Wait, huh? Yeah. Where did that come from? And her adopted family? What? Wait. Well, she says at least at least you have family. She says that to Aiden. And you're like, oh, Kim's a, an orphan. That's sad. But a husband? What? Yeah. <laughs> It's just so weird. So that's why Greg He's had to die. He's a fantasist. Yeah. Really? But she's not. I don't care. She's if realistic. Plays, <laughs> if he plays RPGs, it's okay. So Greg was blackmailing her, so yes. he had to die. Yeah. And then Aiden knew about Mitch's doping, so he had to die. Yes. And then, you know, Des was going to make him race anyway or whatever, or didn't want them to be together, so he had to die. Like, who was going to be next? Yeah. The neighbor? Anybody who looked at her funny? Well, no. The person who was going to be next... Is Joanna... They were going to be in a duel to the death, those jo two. Joanna and then, of course, Mitch, because he would have eventually rejected her. Yeah, and then he would have to go. Yes. There are no winners <sighs> in this episode. There's one winner. Oh, who's the winner? Betty. Why is Betty the winner? Because she says, da, ma, dog. She does say, da, ma, dog. <laughs> After the worst pub trivia game ever. I'm not even going to talk about that. We're not even going to talk about that. It wasn't hard. Okay. <laughs> Best corpse. Ah! Nice corpse. I don't even think we have to ask. <laughs> In my mind, Aiden's corpse is amazing. <laughs> How 
did they do that? Did they have like wires and ropes and they do it CGI? What did they do? You made a man into a balloon. How did they make him fly around like that? And he got smaller as he went. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The sound effects. Wow. Without a doubt. After the credits. After the credits. Okay. Damien is homeless and still suffering from concussions. Yes. Okay. He has no job now also. Right. Okay. So his entire life is ruined. Yep. Okay. Amber is now out of a job. And both of her boyfriends are dead. Her entire life is ruined. Yep. Okay. Reese. Just, he's probably going to win the race now. He's all right. Yeah. Well, he well, might he's, go to, he might he's going to go to jail for assault. He might, and, he might go to court for assault. And a break-in. Well, it depends whether Damien wants to... Press charges. Press charges yeah. or not. Yeah. Joanna. Looney Tunes. Okay. Yep. Her life completely ruined. Yeah. Okay. Jerry. Making stuff. Keeps whittling wood. Yep. Jez. His life completely ruined. Mm-hmm. Des McCordle. His life completely ruined. Mm-hmm. Mitch McCordle, WTF, my life is completely ruined. Yep. <laughs> Mary, Mary Appleton. Going to jail. Going to jail, completely ruined. Yep. And Kim. <laughs> is going to jail. Going to jail. No one comes out of this episode unscarred. Mary, Jez, Kim, and Reese are all going to jail. Yep. For some period of time. Kim probably the most. Yeah. <laughs> and Damien might go to jail still because he might have been doing illegal it stuff. It might have been illegal what yep. he was doing with Des. Yep. Which means Des might go to jail too. Yes. If stuff goes down. Really, Jerry comes out ahead, and I would say Jez does because he gets he finally gets justice for his yes. wife. Yeah. It's bittersweet, but the pub is gonna close. Yeah. The race is not gonna happen anymore. The well, council's going to have to elect new people. And they got to take just, down that plaque. Jerry's just sticker. over there whittling ducks. Yep. Saying, told you. Told you. Told you it was bad. Yep. Told you I didn't like her for a reason. And the guy on the penny farthing drives by. Da ma dog. Da ma dog. Are you ready for a horrible movie? Okay. Hit oh, me. Oh boy, is it a doozy. Okay. This is a 1999 movie. And Harry Dillon, who plays Reese Dexter, the head of Ravenclaw. Yep is in this movie okay i'm not going to tell you who it stars yet what year is it 1999 okay 99 okay a gang of crooks are ripping off top dollar computer chips from a list of factories one night they hit a company where two dirty employees are staying late using company resources to develop their own plans for a security microchip that will be worth millions okay the psychopathic thieves raid the facility and download the mainframe before the employees have a chance to completely erase their own work from it. Okay. When the leader of the gang discovers the value of the stolen but partially erased information, he sets out after the rest of the chip design crew, letting nothing stand in his way. Okay. Yeah, they downloaded the mainframe. Just just saying. Okay. Because you can do that. I, I worked in the chip industry at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So, Got any guesses so far before I give you hints? No. Give me a hint. It stars Rudger Hauer and Andrew McCarthy. Wow. Andrew McCarthy was in 16 Candles, if you don't recognize that name. Yeah, and and Rudger, Hauer, Rudger Hauer was in The Hitcher. And then there was a big space, including this movie, and then Hobo with a Shotgun. Yes. He's a very tall, blonde. Well, well Bla- Blade Runner. He was in Blade Runner. Blade That's Runner. his most yeah. Yeah, well-known role. He was Tears. The, the male robot. In rain. Okay. Give me another clue. 
I don't know if this will help, but the whole movie, they refer to the material that chips are made out of as silicone rather than silicon. So they're boob implants. They're not chips. I don't know why they say silicone. Uh, I have no idea what this movie is. Andrew McCarthy is dressed as a goth the whole time, including a black goatee. Oh, God. They hang out. The gang hangs out at an arcade called Trigger Happy. Oh, no. I don't know what this movie is. It is called New World Disorder. New World Disorder. And it includes highlights like Rudger Rudger Hauer's character. He's the cop. Yep. Um, he doesn't like technology at all, and he wears a bow tie. Okay. And he doesn't know how many bites are in a megabyte yeah. and makes fun of it and is, like, making references to, like, biting something with your teeth in computers. This like, is 1999. Yeah. It's called wow. New World Disorder. Wow. Oof. Andrew McCarthy is goth. He goes from being Blaine. Yep. That's not a name. It's an appliance. Yep. To being a goth cyberpunk thief who hangs out in an arcade. <sighs> Never seen that movie. Oh, I never will. But the trailer is on YouTube and it's quite amazing. You Harry can, Dillon plays a guy in the background, by the way. You can find Midsummer Maniacs on Twitter, Instagram, and email. We also post in the Facebook groups for Midsummer and Acorn and subreddit where you can find all the other maniacs. We have episode 108 coming out on the 13th of December and then again 18th of December 2 p.m. Eastern Standard live on YouTube. Mark your calendars. Oh boy, we had such awesome people the last time. We had so much fun. We had if you can a make blast. it be there. We yep. have such a good time. We I, had I was genuinely surprised by how fun it was. I was so nervous before we did it and afterwards we could have kept going for a couple more hours. We yep. we were having such a good time. And that will have the world premiere of our Christmas song, our, yep. our holiday song. Then the regular episode will come out on that Monday, so December 20th. And then we're taking a week, a week off, I tell you. Just for Christmas. Just for Christmas. We return on the 3rd of January with Harvest of Souls. And don't forget, if you decide to buy something from the store, that's yep. great. We appreciate it. All the proceeds are going to go to Meals on Wheels for any purchases made in the month of December. Yep. Newsletter 5 comes out in January. Newsletter 4 just came out. Yep. Absolutely great. The Kickstarter is almost funded. If you're just <laughs> waiting for that moment if to you're fund interested the Kickstarter. In, in comics, yep. then go take a check it out and yep. look at everything. Go else. take a check it out and look. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. I'm out of words. Yes. <laughs> we have lost it, man. So until next time, bye, maniacs. Bye, maniacs. Five, four, three, two. <laughs> How can we mix this up every time? I did on purpose that time. Okay. <laughs> just to aggravate you. You know, because it's been a while since we recorded, I just wanted to get you back in the groove. <laughs> okay. And there's our outtake. <laughs> Oh, there will be others. Yes. (laughs) 